0: You're listening to Internet Marketing for Smart People Radio. I am Robert Bruce. And in this episode, I have brought to your ears thought leader, author, and one of America's top three social media consultants, Mr. Jay Baer, to talk conversion, specifically conversion of your website and social network prospects into potential customers. Jay, how are you feeling today? You, uh, you ready to give us the goods?
1: I am absolutely ready, Robert. And apparently, the first and second best social media consultants were unavailable. Yeah, so I tried I will, to get them. I will them. do the show today.
0: Yeah, try try not to drop the ball here. No, you are my first choice. Let's make that very clear. And thank you. I want to let people know briefly. We'll we'll shout this out again at the end. But where uh, where can people find you online?
1: My primary online home is Convince and Convert. That is my blog and consulting company. And of course, I'm on Twitter at Jay J-A-Y-B-A-E-R, like the animal, but backwards.
0: Excellent. We'll repeat those later for folks. But before we get into these questions for you, Jay, uh, this show is brought to you, everybody out there, by the Internet Marketing for Smart People course. Over 69,000 people have signed up for our course to learn the basics of marketing their businesses and ideas online. There's many reasons why, but one of the big ones is it's so easy. You sign up by email. We send you about 20 emails. You read and reread those emails at your own pace, whether it's 2 p.m. or 2 a.m., whatever works for you. And by the end of it, you've gone through the very best copy blogger has to offer over six years of practical marketing wisdom and strategy. And you come out the other side of it, knowing more about this stuff than most ever will. More importantly, you're going to have a very strong foundation to move your business and ideas forward online. And it's all free. If you want to get on the bus, like I said, it's very easy. Just head over to copyblogger.com, scroll down to the middle of our homepage where you'll see the headline, grab our free 20-part internet marketing course, drop your email address into the little box you'll see there, and we'll take care of the rest. All right, Jay, in a recent speaking engagement, you pointed to three ways that we can tie our prospects' interest to action. This is a great talk you gave, and I want to ask you... To first give us the big picture here, an intro to these ideas, and then I'm going to grill you on those three specific ways, looking uh, very specifically at how we can put your best strategy to use online. Can you give us an overall 10,000-foot view here of your talk?
1: I can. We are in an era of an invitation avalanche where every company of every size and description is competing not only amongst themselves but with your parents and your spouse and your best friend and your kids for your attention. Uh, Every company wants you to follow them and find them and watch their videos and read their blog posts and, and get their emails and everything else. And we are in a place now Where the way to break through that clutter is not necessarily to do more or to do it more loudly, but to do it with relevance, to do it with context. Um, And that's why we believe the future is in becoming a utility, Y-O utility, being actually useful. The premise is that helpfulness trumps selling. Right? The difference between helping and selling is only two letters, but those two letters are extraordinarily important.
0: So in the context of major competition, information overload, this is kind of what we're talking about, right? Not only uh, conversion from folks that have found us, but that pre-conversion, if you will, of the potential customers out there everywhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very much of a mid-funnel circumstance. Um, that, that certainly you have to create awareness by by being present, by being um, by being useful. But but this idea of being helpful, of of really making question answering and being a utility a major plank of your overall marketing initiative, turns the tables on the historical customer company imperative. Right, since since the very first caveman sold a rock to another caveman, the whole relationship between companies and customers has essentially been master and servant. Company is master, customer is servant, and companies say, we've got great stuff, buy it from us. We've got great stuff, buy it. We've got great stuff, buy it from us. And, and how they choose to express themselves and what medium they express themselves in is really just details. The fundamental relationship has always been master and servant. And now, it can be much closer to peer-to-peer. And the companies that are going to succeed now and in the future are the companies that really assist their customers and prospective customers in the same way that a friend would assist you.
0: All right, let's drill down into some specifics here that you give us. Uh, what is, first of all, top of mind awareness in relation to uh, conversion and, as you say, being helpful, and how is it potentially flawed
1: well, top-of-mind awareness, of course, is the the historical imperative for, for marketers. It's the way we've done business in marketing for generations or centuries, and the, and the notion is that you have a sustained program so that when your prospective customer happens to need your service, you have been around enough. They think, oh, I need x i remember those guys who are purveyors of x and that your sustained participation triggers them to to think of you first now that is a difficult proposition today uh, because of the fractured media environment it's difficult to maintain that kind of um, broad-based awareness you also have this this you know, tidal wave of marketing messages. So it's harder to stand out uh, anyway. And we also have rising suspicion of marketing messages and, and much more technology for consumers to tune those messages out, whether it's DVRs or turning ads off on your browser or any number of other advances.
0: So traditionally this has been um, spend a lot of money over a long period of time. You know, we look at the traditional advertising model and we know that things are changing. We know that people's response to general kind of advertising campaigns are changing uh, radically. But this also applies to our sustained uh, overall uh, content strategy, right? I mean, this is not a uh, – not, we're not looking at 2005 anymore, correct?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's very, very difficult to say our content strategy is just to make a lot of content because everybody is making a lot of content, right? You know, it's not a volume game anymore. Uh, it's, you can't succeed just based on throwing more coal into the furnace. Uh, you have to win based on relevance uh, and, I think, helpfulness.
0: Okay, so that's top-of-mind awareness. And we can see um, some issues with trying to gain that in this current landscape. But the second way to turn our prospective buyers into action is what you call frame of mind awareness. What is the difference uh, between the two? And can you, well, first of all, just define that, that strategy for us.
1: So frame-of-mind awareness is really what we have come to call inbound marketing or, to some degree, content marketing, where the notion is that you create uh, content, you tell stories, you provide resources, the kind of things that you do so very well uh, in copy Copyblogger, and, and as a result, when people need you, they will find you primarily through search or now more social oriented refers that that when they need you they will seek you out and because you have created this great content uh, they will uh, discover you at their point of need, or as Google calls it, the zero moment of truth. Um, that, that really is the inbound marketing philosophy. And I, hey, trust me, I've made uh, you know, part of a career out of inbound marketing, as you have as well, and I've got no, uh, I have no problems with the inbound marketing phenomenon or philosophy, other than the fact that I think we don't talk enough about the notion that if you only are doing inbound marketing and you're, and you're only doing frame of mind awareness, you are by definition capping your upside. Because you don't create demand with inbound marketing you fulfill demand you are reaching out to people who are ready who who will take the step to find you uh, and that's not the same as you know what you you didn't know you need this the, the famous quote and I'll paraphrase uh, that, that Steve Jobs once said was you know it's not the consumer's job to understand what it is that they need
0: can you give us a good example of a company or individuals that are that are just a one or two examples that are doing really great frame of mind awareness.
1: Oh, sure. I think in, in our particular world, Robert, you see it all the time. Certainly, you guys a copy blogger, I think, are amongst the best in the world uh, at, at that particular type of program. HubSpot, very, very good at, uh, f- uh, at frame of mind awareness and inbound marketing uh, organizations. Um, you, know, you see a lot of B2B companies that are very good at telling their story. Eloqua, for example, is really good at, at that type of approach where they just put it out there when people are ready to take the next step. Uh, they have resources available to do so.
0: And this leads us finally to discuss uh, what you call friend of mine awareness, which, in your opinion, is the most powerful and accessible of these three ways. Can you explain this third way for us and how we can put it to good use for converting interested prospects into potential customers of our products and ideas?
1: Absolutely. You've probably seen uh, the movie Meet the Parents, where one of the re- recurring gags oh, yes. in that movie and, and all of its sequels, which got progressively more terrible. Um, but the, one of the recurring gags is the circle of trust, right? That you are now in the circle <laughs> of trust. And, and, and friend of mine awareness really operates on the same principle that what you do as a business is say, what is the best possible way? that we can assist our potential customers or current customers? How can we make their lives better, even if we don't make any money at that today? And in so doing, you build this relationship where they you don't have to market to them. You are giving them resources or information or opportunity or access that genuinely, not, not Trojan horse, that genuinely makes their life better. As a result, the customer will keep you close to their bosom. The customer will keep you inside their circle. And when, in fact, they are ready to uh, take the next step and buy from you or advocate on your behalf, they'll do so. It is basically building friend-based relationships Relationships with your customers based on being useful, based on being a utility.
0: Okay. So how do you do this, Jay? How how does what does this actually look like? And how do we accomplish this friend-of-mine awareness?
1: Yeah, you know, here, here's an example of a company that does this really well. And I think it's a, a good example because you know it's it's something that people understand and they've experienced Geek Squad. So some people have had great experiences with Geek Squad, others less so. That's not really the point. Geek Squad, of course, the services arm of Best Buy. They make their money by um, fixing things, right? By by fixing things for a living. But yet, they have a very robust YouTube presence where they have literally hundreds of instructional videos on how to uh, set your DVR and swap out a hard drive and all the things that they actually would do for a fee. And I was at a conference, and this is where I first sort of started thinking about this concept, and this is a few years. Ago and, and their founder, uh, Robert Johnson, was, was speaking. And there was a question from the audience said, Robert, let me get this straight. You guys are in the fixing business. And he said, Yes. But yet you've got all these videos that show people how to fix stuff without you. How does that make business sense? And he said something, it was dead on and I think very funny. He said, Well, you know, our best customers are the people that think they can fix it themselves. <laughs> which, is, which is probably me, right? I'd be like, yeah, sure, I can do that and then make it three times worse. But the, but the idea is that, yeah, maybe they will show you how to do it. Maybe they will be helpful enough to show you how to DIY this. But eventually, you're going to get out of your depth, either on that project or a project down the road. At which point, who are you going to call? Are you going to call somebody randomly that you discovered on Google? Or are you going to call the guys who you just watched their logo in the corner of a 14-minute instructional video? Right. It's the long game. Being useful and being a utility in social media and content marketing is all about the long game. It's all about the lag putt, not the tap in. And the smart companies are those that understand it's about getting customers eventually, not getting customers today. Too many people in social media and content marketing are all about the quick close. And you got to understand you got to go to dinner first and then a movie.
0: I heard Brian and Sonia talking recently about what's been called the bikini concept. Um, You can give, uh, well, two parts to this. You can give, you know, 90, 95% of your product service information about it away and people will then gladly pay uh, for that final 10, 5 or 10%. And Brian was talking specifically about, he's seen folks with great success essentially giving their clients the roadmap to complete whatever it is they need to complete. Like you say, the instructional videos from Geek Squad, same same idea. But the issue is they're still going to hire you or enough folks will hire you because – what they're paying for and what they really want is the execution in this case of whatever it is. Even if you give them all the answers, Absolutely. Um, they're paying Absolutely. for the execution. They either don't want to do it, can't do it, or just don't have the time, whatever it is. They, want the, uh, they will pay for the execution.
1: Yeah, I mean, having a shopping list doesn't make you a chef. It's not the same thing. Uh, And in fact, that exact topic is uh, what uh, myself and Joe Palizzi from the content marketing Institute are presenting at South by Southwest uh, this weekend. It's a a session called how far do you open the kimono? Uh, Does giving away thought leadership cannibalize uh, your ability to, to generate customers? And that, that idea of, well, especially as a professional services firm, we shouldn't tell people what we know because then they won't need to hire us. And, And I think that is just flat crap that, 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 you know, if, if, if you know so little that you can encapsulate your entire expertise in a free content giveaway, then you probably need to know more uh, first. I mean, think about what you just talked about in the open. You guys are giving away 20-plus, you know, action-packed, information-rich emails, uh, no strings attached. That doesn't mean that people won't necessarily need your services down the road. It just means that sh- you are showing them how useful you really can be.
0: So let me ask you this. friend of mine, Awareness in a nutshell correct me if i'm wrong but in a nutshell it's it's being insanely generous with your expertise what you know related specifically to this Product or service that you provide?
1: Not you're... necessarily. Not necessarily. And I think actually some of the some of the best utility programs are those that are only tangentially related to to what it is that you're actually trying to uh, trying to offer. For example, uh, Hilton Hotels has an amazing program called Hilton Suggests on Twitter. It's at Hilton Suggests, and the way they do it is they have their concierge staff in a number of their different hotels across uh, America and possibly Canada as well monitor Twitter in real time when people have questions that they can answer, they will leap into those conversations just because they can be useful. Uh, the the legend goes, and this was just a, two or three months ago, I believe, somebody was in one of their markets, Buffalo or something like that, and, and they had a, a sick dog and just put on Twitter, oh, my dog's really sick. I need to find a vet. Uh, and the concierge staff from the hotel is like, oh, I know a great vet at you know 13th and Jay. Um, take him over there. He's fantastic. Takes the dog over there. Dog's life is saved. And the guy goes back on Twitter. Is I cannot believe that Hilton Hotels hmm. uh, just helped me, you know, save my dog's life. That's the notion of, of utility. It's it's giving it's giving a gift of knowledge without an expected return, and that return will come back eventually, fourfold.
0: Okay, outside the scope of what we're talking about here a little bit, but humor me if you will. Do these concepts circle back around and also bring people into the top of the funnel?
1: I think they certainly can, especially if, as we just talked about in the Hilton circumstance, if some of your helpfulness programs are not necessarily strictly aligned with your core service, it does help widen the top of your funnel.
0: That guy's going to talk to all of his friends. He's going to spread it around on his uh, you know, little or big website, whatever he has, but certainly spread the word about what Hilton did for his dog.
1: Absolutely. and 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 he's not necessarily a travel writer, and his friends aren't necessarily looking to book a hotel today but they will eventually. That's why this is all about the long game.
0: And stories like that will stick in the mind forever. Let's talk finally, Jay, about utility. Uh, you, you mentioned it earlier and, you, and peppered it throughout our conversation here, but you have a, uh, a different definition for this word and even a, a spelling that you came up with. Can you define utility as you mean it uh, and spell it for us?
1: Yeah, utility, you Utility. The notion is is making yourself and or your company um, radically useful, radically helpful. Um, and and realizing that that this is much more about farming relationships than it is about harvesting opportunities, you know one of my favorite examples of utility y o utility is a guy uh, whose name is Taxi Mike, and he uh, lives in Banff, Alberta, up in Canada, and it's a very very heavy tourist area up in Banff, lots of skiing and things like that. There's tons and tons of cab drivers in Banff, and so what Mike does to stand out is he produces this thing called Taxi Mike's Dining Guide, and all it is is an 8.5 by 11 trifold, you know, regular like at, at FedEx, Kinko's kind of a thing mm. on bright yellow paper, uh, and it's just a map, and on the back is a different uh, recommendations about best barbecue restaurants, best places to eat with kids, best outdoor patios, um, you know, best fireplaces, that kind of thing. You know, it's really, really down and dirty. I mean, it's clearly a one-man operation, but it's all over town. And it's small enough you can just throw it in your pocket. And at the end of the night, when you're like, wow, I really probably shouldn't be driving home, I need a cab, you reach into your pocket and it says, Taxi Mike, big phone number on there, right? Hmm. I mean, he, he is literally leading with the usefulness. His entire business is about the usefulness. The fact that he drives a cab is almost immaterial. It takes a backseat to being a utility.
0: I think my favorite part of this whole conversation, the idea of the long game And uh, you've mentioned it several times, but we get so frustrated, especially if we're just starting out. I can imagine folks out there either just starting in a business or struggling, you know, in a business they've had for some time. And they're looking at this and they're thinking utility. They're thinking all of this, you know, great content that I need to create, but I need to, I need to make something happen now. And certainly things can happen more rapidly than others when we, when we employ some of these strategies. But This is a long game. This is not in any way related to Get Rich Quick. Can you say anything to the idea of patience?
1: Yeah, I I think how I would address that is while I think these programs are powerful and all of the ones that I've mentioned are successful – it's by no means, with the possible exception of Taxi Mike, it's by no means the only marketing that these organizations are doing. Right. Geek Squad does a lot of marketing in addition to useful YouTube videos. Hilton Hotels does a lot of marketing in addition to Hilton Suggests. So this is a piece of the puzzle. This is not the puzzle. Right? If you think that I'm just going to be massively helpful and that's going to be everything that we do, um, that's going to be tough, right? You you yep. have to realize that you know this is this is a funnel play, right? So you've got to have top of the funnel things, which which might be top of mind awareness. You've got to have mid funnel things, which primarily is the frame of mind awareness inbound marketing that we talked about. Uh, and then I think you need to have a friend of mine awareness, this type of utility oriented uh, program, which is going to pay dividends long term. The other things can pay dividends uh, shorter term, and you need to interlace these things together uh, to have a really effective program That's why it's called a marketing mix, not a marketing idea.
0: Any final words on this Jay?
1: I think companies need to sit down with a real clear head and this really it's better if you get customers in the room and say what are all the challenges that you have? Just tell us the challenges and then figure out where you can be, Helpful, right? I think there is a a real opportunity for companies to perform uh, a utility audit in their organization and say, look, even if it's not our core business, like the Hilton example, even if it's not our core business, what do we have and what do we know that can benefit our customers and prospective customers, ideally in real time. And not enough customers um, are consulted about that. And too many companies say, well, let's start with the action. We want people to download this white paper and walk it back. Yeah, of course you do. But more than that, what do you know that people actually can use in their day-to-day life and and sitting down and kind of thinking through that can help lead you to a path uh, of utility.
0: All right, Jay, let's wrap this thing. Um, We mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but where can people find more of you online?
1: My blog is convinceandconvert.com, the number one content marketing blog in the world according to Junta42, convinceandconvert.com, and on Twitter, at Jay J-A-Y-B-A-E-R. Feel free to grab my book, The Now Revolution, one of the leading books on social business design.
0: Great. I will link all of that up in the show notes for those of you listening, and thank you all for listening to our show. If you like what's happening around here and you want to keep it moving along, one of the best ways to support us is to jump over to iTunes, write up a comment, or give us a rating there. Mr. Bear, thank you for your time today. It has been a pleasure
1: to have you. Thank you for the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. We'll do it again.